0: This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Hello, hello, and welcome back to By Her Shelf, the show where we don't judge books by their covers, but we do judge readers by her or, on occasion, his shelf. I'm your host, Erica Denise Welch. That's right, the name has changed, because I recently got married. We managed to get married right before the pandemic truly hit in the United States in February, 2020. And we are both so thankful that we were able to get married with all of our family and friends able to be in attendance. And we have been taking our time to adjust to this new way of life. I don't want to call it the new normal because I don't want this to be what normal becomes, but we shall see. Today we have a very special episode. You get to meet the mister behind the new last name. On today's episode, we are going to get to know my husband by his shelf. Brian is an avid audiobook listener and he's pretty new to being an avid reader so his insights are pretty interesting. He recently had the experience of getting to watch the movie associated with one of his favorite audiobooks of the year and as you will hear in this episode He had some strong opinions about how the book was made into a movie. So without further ado, I want to get right into this discussion. A discussion that I like to call, The Book Was Better with Brian Welch. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome back to another episode of By Her Shelf. I'm your host, erica denise welch so i've gotten married since the last time i recorded and today we have a special guest which is my husband brian welch so welcome to the show brian
1: thanks for having me
0: in today's episode we're going to be talking to brian about his reading life so brian what is the primary way that you read books?
1: Oh, well, the primary way is audible. I uh, listen to my books.
0: And what are the categories or genres that you listen to mostly? Uh let's
1: see nonfiction or both fiction and nonfiction, uh, mostly Christian. Uh Chronicles and Arnia uh tactics. Um a bunch of other devotional books.
0: Okay. So recently, Brian and I watched The Chronicles of Narnia and we watched The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which is based on one of the books in the series, The Chronicles of Narnia. So, what can you tell us about your experience with listening to the book and then seeing the movie?
1: well apparently I, I didn't know that that was the the life of a reader. I was never a reader before, so but the life of a reader is the book is always better mm-hmm. <laughs> at least in this instant uh there's a lot of parts that i didn't I thought that they should have kept as lined up with the book, but they they took it out and I figured that it was not exactly I would rather have had the book.
0: So was this one of the first times that you remember uh, reading the book before you saw the movie?
1: This is the first time I've ever read the book before I saw the movie. Yeah. And now I understand whenever somebody says the book was better.
0: Or that didn't happen in the book. Or that didn't happen like that. Or, well, that happened, but it didn't happen until something else happened.
1: Yeah, because I kept pausing. You kept getting upset because I paused the movie and say, "This is how it went. It went like this." And then you said, "This is the life of a reader."
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely the life of a reader, and I'm sure many listeners can relate to that experience. So, tell me, how have you found your reading has changed since you started using Audible more?
1: Well, I've got more interested in other books instead of just like, uh, easy reads, uh, more theological books, stuff that deals with hard questions.
0: So you mentioned the Chronicles of Narnia. Do you have any other, uh, favorites by C.S. Lewis that you've listened to?
1: So far, all his that I've listened to, I've listened to the Screwtape Letters, um, Mere Christianity. um, I can't remember the rest of them. All the Chronicles and Arnia, I've I've already listened to all those. Uh, The favorite one out of the Chronicles was, hmm, I would have to say, hmm, I like The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. That was pretty good.
0: And I believe you told me that you listened to uh, The Pilgrim's Regress.
1: Oh, yeah. The Pilgrim's Regress. And I listened to John Bunyan, uh, The Pilgrim's Progress.
0: So what did you think about reading those two books kind of close together? What did you get out of that?
1: Well, they were pretty, pretty well, well-written as far as walking through the life of somebody's conversion. Sometimes how they go from different types of beliefs and they have to work through those and figure it out for their you know, scripturally figure it out the, the right way.
0: So what did you think of uh, C.S. Lewis's take on the classic by John Bunyan? What did he bring to it that was different, in your opinion?
1: What did C.S. Lewis bring to it that was different from John Bunyan? Mm-hmm. Well, it was more of a backwards walk with C.S. Lewis. He, he made it all the way up to... Uh, he went through a lot of problems through the whole book and then quickly went back and seen everything differently as, as Bunyan he made it to the further cross pretty early and made his way back slowly going through all these other uh, beliefs and stuff. Okay. I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so which did you prefer or did you like better?
1: Out of CS, out of uh, the regress and the progress, yes, and onion. Um, well, I like C.S. Lewis's is better because I read it first. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, because especially uh, I hope I'm not getting the books mixed up. But in C.S. Lewis's, um, when he's with the Spirit of the Age and he's in prison, locked up, that was a really good, uh, a really good take on turning the tables and using the claim against itself, make sure that the claim lines up to itself, stands up to its own standards.
0: So if someone were interested in getting into C.S. Lewis and his writings, whether fiction or nonfiction, what do you think would be a good gateway book or a good book to start with
1: everybody always says near christianity but i i would have to go with the, the pilgrim's regress because it's it's uh it's definitely hard to understand but he explains it in the end so at least in the one that i listened to it, it explained it uh, all His different and what he meant by uh, romanticism and stuff like that so
0: So as an audio reader, how important is a good narrator to uh, books for you?
1: Extremely important. The sound has to be decent enough to where you can listen to it at a nice volume and you can still hear it over loud equipment because I work construction. So if you can't listen to it while you're running a pressure washer, it's hard for me to... Like, the sound quality has to be extremely good. And I like readers with accents.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So when you're choosing a new book to read, what do you look for in the narration? What are you listening for? Because you already see what the book itself is about. Um, What would cause you to go from choosing a book based on the description to you hear it with the narrator, a sample or something, and you go, going, nah, I don't think I'm going to get that one.
1: Mainly the sound. It has to be, it can't be choppy or low. It has to be like a normal, a decent volume. It don't have to be extremely loud because I know that some people, their their equipment has to, they have to have equipment, but Expensive sometimes. Hmm. Just the sound, I guess.
0: So, who has been your favorite narrator that you've listened to so far? What what book would you say had the best narrator? I, I would have
1: to look that up to find out. I know what book it is, uh, but I'd have to look it up. And uh, it was... Let's see. It doesn't say who they are. It doesn't say who they are. On the thing, so. well,
0: I don't know the name, but I can tell you who my favorite one is of the ones that you've played me. Mhm. And that's the narrator for the version of the screw tape letters that you have.
1: Oh, him? He is He's good. And also, um, the one who read well i think a couple people read it but the pilgrim's progress that i have he did a really good job on that
0: so are there any books that you are anticipating adding to your collection and listening to
1: yeah i can't think of them right this moment but i hear them every once in a while um Yeah, I can't think of them right now.
0: Is there a particular author whose book you're anticipating or someone that you have heard that you're looking for more from?
1: Yes, I'm definitely, uh, well, back to your previous question, uh, who I would like to add to my, um, list of my audibles, uh, it's a lot of Robbie Zacharias, he's got a lot of good, good books out there, um. I'd like to get his books on their, uh, fictional, I guess they're fictional, but they're allegory conversations with Jesus and Buddha and, uh, stuff like that. I'm trying to think, oh yeah, there's a, one of his newer books is Jesus Among Other Gods. I think, I think he wrote that one or he co-authored with somebody. So I'd like to get that one. And then Jesus Among Secular Gods.
0: So, with that segue, let's talk a little bit about the nonfiction that you've been reading as well. So, you mentioned the C.S. Lewis. So, who else have you read nonfiction-wise recently uh, that you really enjoyed?
1: Nonfiction. Uh, well, the book uh, Tactics by Gregory Cokal—that's nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's a really excellent book. He he revised it, and I like the older one better.
0: <laughs> Why?
1: Because it's the first one I read (laughs) or listened to. And I I did read some of it. I do have the uh, uh, paperback copy. And I look at it every once in a while. I actually have one right here wrapped up as a gift to give to somebody. Wait, you give that to somebody.
0: Okay. And so what do you like about his approach to the subject? And First, uh, can you tell us what the book is about and then tell us how you um, relate to it or what you like about his approach to it?
1: Okay, the the book is about sharing your Christian convictions in a way that is winsome and inviting. It's more on uh, diplomacy rather than D-Day, Doomsday or whatever. You, You try and make it diplomacy. So, and he frames it in a way where it really doesn't put you in the hot seat as as an evidence giver right away. Although that that will be the conclusion where you will have to give evidence for your belief, as, as the scripture says in Second Timothy two fifteen. Yeah. So, and that's pretty much why I like it because it's it's a little more easier to understand his, his way of bringing forth for one, you have to be able to go through their minefields of their beliefs. And the way to do that is find out what they believe by asking them questions. And that's mainly what the book is about. Asking the right questions and trying to pull out their inconsistencies and let them see it for themselves, how inconsistent some things are, or if they're right, then, you know you have to conform to what what's right so
0: So what is one of your favorite tactics that coco outlines in tactics
1: well he doesn't really put it the way that i know it but it's turning the claim on itself Uh, somebody else coined that one but it's pretty much asking like if somebody says there is no truth the first question you ask them is that true and if they, you know, that's turning the claim on itself. So that that's pretty much my favorite one is anytime somebody makes a statement, you have to make sure that the statement adds up to its own claim.
0: Okay. And we've talked about this, but he does have a tactic called the Colombo tactic mm-hmm. in his book, and you have not seen an episode of Colombo, so what? what about the method can you tell us so that those who are familiar with it might uh, be able to see the
1: i guess similarities okay okay i guess what i was pretty much what i was just saying was the the book is all about asking the right questions and that's pretty much the clumbo is asking questions you want to get well placed questions you want to have a thought out question that way you can get more information but the combo is asking a lot of questions pretty much annoying them with questions and that's it
0: (laughs) stop making faces at
1: me are we done yet no
0: (laughs) so one last uh question for you
1: no columbos here
0: (laughs) (laughs) one more thing (laughs) one more thing my question for you as someone who has transitioned more to audiobooks i know that they have so many credits that you get for free each month so how do you decide with all the books that are out there what one or two books that you're going to choose for the month through
1: your account. Um. Okay, usually, here, all of my books have mostly been from listening to talks on college campuses through YouTube. Tactics, I heard about that one when I was listening to a, uh, a Veritas forum where they were talking about Jesus and the relevance of Jesus Christ to all you know, all life, and in one of the talks, they brought up the book Tactics, so I checked it out, and actually, I ended up buying that one first on paperback, then I heard about Audible, so I got it on Audible, and then, I believe that might have been my first book that I ever got on Audible, but most of my books are through, through watching certain talks and stuff, and they'll talk about a book, and I'll, okay, well, if it was good for them, I'll check it out and see if it, see if it works out for me. Did that answer your question?
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So last thoughts. What advice would you give to someone who is not really a reader or hasn't found the right medium or the right books for them? What what encouragement or advice would you give
1: someone? Okay, to get them started, to, mm-hmm. to help them get into it? Um. I would find a childhood book that, that you really like, something that you used to read when you were a kid, um, and find one of those on, on Audible if, if you wanted to do it on Audible. Is that what you were asking, and to get them into Audible? Mm-hmm. But Yeah, find a book that, that you were curious of a long time ago and see if it's on Audible, and if it's not, then you ask somebody to make an Audible. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's probably what I would... First advise them and if they really didn't want to go with that I would say then I would tell them to pick the Bible and let them listen to the Bible on Audible and you can always sample it so you get to know what this reader sounds like that way if it's a, if you like to listen to a woman you can pick a woman reader and you can pick a, a man I
0: remember the first Audio book that I ever listened to, it was way back when there was a company called LibriVox and they would send chapters to just regular people and they would read them. And every chapter had a different reader. And I used to get so disappointed <laughs> because you'd get used to and really like a certain reader. And then the next chapter would be somebody else. And you're like, nah, I don't like this person. So the evolution of the audiobook has been welcomed by me. I really like having the same narrator. Um, I am a fan of books that are read by the author themselves. In some cases, it's not possible, such as with C.S. Lewis. But um, that would be one of the recommendations that I would have for someone who's trying to get into reading If you like a celebrity and they have a book out and they read it, um, audio might be a form that you can access it. You're familiar with their voice. You like listening to them talk. So it might be easier for you to transition into reading that way and then go further afield.
1: So on on that note, I have uh, a book by Robbie Zacharias. He had just put out, I think it was last year. Um, it's, uh, the, the logic of God and it's a 52 chapter book and it's uh, once a week and he's reading it, it's narrated by him and it's a, a devotional once a week devotional. And that was one of my, that's one of my favorite, uh, so far of Robbie. So of his book narrated by him, written by him, and then also the, the marriage book, uh, Men Are From Mars by John Gray. He also narrated his own book too that I have.
0: So those are two very good suggestions for books that you can start with to get into audible and audio books. And I know the C.S. Lewis Chronicles of Narnia, that was a set that you bought, correct?
1: It is. it's, It's all of his books narrated, uh, all by different people but the whole book is the same person each book you go to it could be a different person i think that uh two of them are the same person Mm -hmm. but all the other ones are are different people
0: and there are a lot of famous people who do narration for books that aren't theirs i know tom hanks does that um we were just listening to one of the c.s Lewis's by lynn redgrave There are all sorts of people who narrate them. Some books do have multiple narrators for multiple points of view books. And some have people who even voice each different character. So there's a lot of different approaches to the audio format for listeners who want to get involved in that. And definitely here... We don't have any shame about audiobooks. We still consider audiobooks reading, as we refer to most of the conversation, the books as reading, because it does count. It does use different parts of your brain than reading on paper, but it does count as reading. So hopefully these have given you some good starting points and suggestions of things to enter into audiobooks if you aren't currently a listener or things to add to your list if you are. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Brian.
1: Thanks for having me, Erica.
0: (laughs) And I will see, or rather, you will hear me next week as I bring another episode of By Her Shelf, where we will discuss... People worth following and books worth reading. You guys, I know that you just loved hearing a male perspective on the podcast for once. Thank you so much to my husband, Brian, for agreeing to be on an episode with me. I would give you his social media links, but they wouldn't do you much good. He's not active on social media at all and rarely checks it. However, you will be able to see my husband on the By Her Shelf Instagram page at By Her Shelf Pod or on my personal page at Erica D. Welch. If you liked this episode, please feel free to leave me a rating and or review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. I have a bunch of compelling interviews and some special topical discussions scheduled to go live on this podcast. So, I want you to stick around and hear what else I have to say about books and reading and how you can really get to know a person by the things they like to read. Hopefully the new and improved show intro and outro will be recorded soon with the new last name and some other changes that I am taking the opportunity to make. But until then, I wish you more people were following But more importantly, more books worth reading. See you.